Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Sharon Hayes here with my husband, Pastor Lester Hayes. And we just want to say good evening to everyone and welcome to the Thursday night call. Yes, the Thursday night wisdom call. And we just welcome everyone here and even those who come on late, we're just glad to have you, no matter what time you come on. So, um, I thank God for each and every one of you. I know a lot of you have had busy days. You worked hard today, but you still find time to get online with us and study the Word of God. So, I just appreciate your presence here tonight. Uh, last time I spoke, I spoke about God's promises, and God have made promises to us. My base scripture was from the book, the second Corinth, the book, Second Corinthians, the first chapter, verse twenty. For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him, Amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now, that was our base scripture, and we went over some of the promises of God. Tonight, I would like to go to another promise of God, because the word is filled with promises from God. But tonight, I want to take a look at the fact that God has promised us grace. And boy, oh boy, do we need this grace, you know, to to walk in, to live in, to stand in, to lie in. We need grace for everything that we do. I just want to read you a couple of scriptures referencing the grace of God. In Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse, it said, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Look at God. He will definitely help us in a time of need. His grace is what will bring us through that time of need. When you look at grace, there are so many definitions of grace, but when you look at a biblical uh, definition of grace is really God's unmerited, his undeserving favor upon us. We didn't do anything to deserve it. We're not righteous enough to deserve it. Our forefathers couldn't pass grace on to us. It was a favor from God that we did not deserve. And God so blessed us with it. Another scripture about grace. In the book of James, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. You know, we can't just bust up and say, I'm going to take some grace and I'm just going to have this grace from God. He resisted those who are proud. And we can't go through life thinking we don't need him and expect his grace. That's that's being very proud, believing in ourselves. But the Bible said he giveth grace to the humble, those who have brought themselves low. 
not thinking more of themselves than they truly are. Because really, we're nothing without God. That's what makes us. That That's really the difference between the saved and the unsaved, is the fact that we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. When we look at another scripture, the book of Ephesians, the first chapter and the seventh verse, it says, it reads, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Oh yeah, that's where it comes from. That's where we've been redeemed. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sin. It came from the riches of him, his grace. And one other I'd like to share with you, just taking a look at grace, something God has promised us, something we live in each and every day of our lives. I tell you, every day I need the grace of God, the mercies of God. Ephesians 4 and 7, the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and verse 7 reads, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Christ decides what measure of grace we receive. You know why? Because Christ knows what measure of grace we need. And so he makes that decision. He knows better than we do. You know, that's the wonderful thing about him. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he is better qualified to make that decision for us. Don't you just trust in God tonight that he can make a better decision for you than you can for yourself? You know, there were many years I tried to make my own decision, but I guess that's why things didn't turn out right, Pastor Luster, because I was trying Amen. to do it myself. But when I turned it over to the Lord, and he made decisions mm. for me, and I followed the decisions yeah. he made, yeah. things began to turn out Hallelujah. better. So I just want to talk a little bit and show an example of the grace of God. And um, I had two examples, but I think I'm going to spend all my time on my first example. So if I have time to go into another, I will. But if not, it's okay. It's okay. I think you'll get it out of this first example. Matter of fact, there are so many different examples in the Word. But we know that God's grace is sufficient for us. You know, we realize that and live in life. So I would like to go to the book of second book of Kings, the book Second Kings, the fourth chapter. And really my text starts at the eighth chapter, but it's a bit too much for me to go over tonight. So I'm gonna just tell you a little bit about it. Starting at the 8th chapter, it talks about on a particular day when Elijah, he was passing in Shunem. And in Shunem lived this great woman. And they call her great, you know, 
and I have to admit she was, but she was great in many ways. Uh, she was a rich woman. She had a husband. He was a bit older than she was, but, you know, she had a husband, and uh, she lived in Shuna, and she was a Shunamite woman. That was her home country. That's where she was from. But I call the woman great because she had a wonderful perception. And the Bible says uh, one day as she saw Elijah passing by, the Bible says she constrained him to stop and eat bread with her. And so he turned in and he did eat bread with her. Then, this is what really let me know that this woman was a great woman. It goes on and it says, she said to her husband, you know, she said, I perceive that this is an holy man of God. Now, this is what really, when I read this, she didn't talk about his title. She didn't say he's over at the school of prophets. He's a prophet. Oh, he came up under Elijah. Now, she didn't say that. She didn't talk about the lineage he had, any of that. She talked about the fact that he was a holy man of God. And she told, told her husband how he passed by us continuously. So she inquired of her husband. This is another thing I think make the woman great. She didn't go just do this on her own. She talked to her husband about it. She consulted with him and they decided as a couple to do this. And she said, she asked her husband, she consulted with him about making a little chamber up at the top of her house for Elijah and his servant. And she's, the Bible says she set him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And she had all that ready for him for the next time when he came back. Um, so it came a day that he came through and he turned into the chamber to lay down. And so he was thankful for what the woman had did for him. And he said to his servant, Jehazi, his servant, he told him to call the Shunammite woman. And when he called her, he, he stood, she stood before him stood before the servant that is. And then Elijah, Elijah said to the servant, uh, he said, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is it to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of hosts? And she answered, she told him, she said, I dwell with my own people. So no, I don't, I don't need you to speak to them for me. So he goes on and he said, what then is to be done for her? He asked his servant. And the servant says, the servant Jehazi answered, verily, she hath no child 
and her husband is old. See, the servant had been very, he had been paying attention to his surroundings to know what was what so he could give an answer when Elijah asked. And then he told the servant, he said, call her back. And when he called her, she stood in the door. And now we see Elijah is speaking to the woman, not his servant. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace the son. And she said to him, nay, my Lord, thy man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. You know, this woman, I think, not that she thought he was lying, but she realized she was old and her husband was older. And so many years had went by that they couldn't have children. She could not. Now, she perceived he was a man of God, but she couldn't perceive herself having a child at a later stage in life like that. And so, you know... Elijah, he didn't argue with her or anything. He just spoke the word on her. He told her when she would embrace her son. It goes on in verse 17. It says, and the woman conceived and bared a son at that season that Elijah has said unto her, according to the time of life. Here we go. We see the first well, I won't even say it's the first sign of grace because I'm quite sure grace had been shown in this woman's life even before. We even see her showing grace to Elijah and her, his servant. But how many of you know you can never give more than God and you cannot make God's word out of a lie? God's word says, so as a man planted, so shall he reap it. And this woman planted grace by being so graceful to Elijah and his servant. And now it's definitely paying off. I don't really think that's why she did it. Because even when he spoke the word over, it was so hard for her to believe. I just think this woman wanted to serve God. And even though she was a Shunammite woman, you know, sometimes people know in their heart how loving God is and that she realized that if she served God with a heart, not with anything in mind, that it would please God. And so that's what she did. She served him the only way she knew how. So we see this woman conceived. She gave birth to a child at that at the next time, at that time, the very next year, as Elijah had told her. And when the child was grown up, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. Verse 19, and he said unto his father, my head, my head. And his father said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Oh my God, how crazy. 
crushing this must have been for this woman to have secretly desired a child for so many years. And here, when he was a young boy, he goes out and possibly, I don't know, it could have been a heat stroke. It could have been many things that happened to this child. But he, right there on his mother's knees, this child died. But I love this about this young woman. Verse 22. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. She's already formulating a plan. She's not wasting any time screaming, hollering, telling everybody in the neighborhood, oh, look what happened to my son. The man of God promised me a son, and I get him and he dies. She didn't do any of that. That woman got busy about trying to save her child's life. You see, back in those days, people didn't carry around Bibles. The Word of God was kept in scrolls in the temples and in the places where the scribes and the different men of God actually worked. They, this woman and her neighbors, they didn't have Bibles to read like we have. And so when they come upon the man of God, they almost embrace him as though he is a representative of the word of God because that's the word that they get. That's the word that they know. It comes from the prophets of God. And you know, the scripture tells us in diverse time, God has sent his words through the prophets. Said he sent it different ways, but there's a time when it came through the prophet. And and this woman knew this. And so, you know, she she just like we want to get to the word, she was trying to get to it then. She was trying to get to the one that she knew represented God. And so she she called, she said, Listen, she tells her husband, she said, Send me a young man and well, it actually, yeah, it says, send me one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Verse 23, and he said, wherefore will I go to him today? It is neither the new moon nor Sabbath. See, those are the days they went to the man of God. And her husband is saying, well, why are you going today? But how many of you know? If you want to get something that you never had before, you got to do something that you've never done before. And so here's this woman willing to do. She's willing to go seek out the man of God today. And she said to him, this is what she said to her husband, it shall be well. Mm. We need to learn that phrase. It Mm. shall be well. Mm. It shall be well. You see, she didn't tell a lie. She just talking about what's yet to come. 
She knew her son was sick. She knew he was dead. But you know what? She wasn't going to dwell on that. She's looking to the future that the man of God is going to do something about this. The word of God is going to work on my behalf. Verse 24, then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy ride for me, except I bid thee. In other words, mm. you go fast as you can. Don't you slack up for me unless I tell you to. Do not slow down. So she went and came into the man, unto the man of God to mount and it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Jehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. The Shunammite. Verse 26, Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, it is, is it well with thee? It is well with thy, is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Let mm. me tell you, she didn't change her mind, Pastor. She's still mm. counting on the man of yeah, God. Yeah, She's yeah, still yeah. counting on the word of God. And mm. she is still counting on God. Mm. She said, it is well. Mm. She didn't go through with him, how her whole day has been, what exactly happened. She said, it is well. Verse 27, and when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Jehazi came near to thrust her away, and the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. I told you what the scripture said. Now remember, I gave you a scripture. It said in Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse, it said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. This was mm. a time of need for this woman. Mm. She was in need right now. Her spirit was vexed, and he could tell that, you know. He knew something was going on. He couldn't put his finger on exactly what was going on at that time, but he, he told him, he said, her soul is vexed within her. Let her alone. He said, and the Lord hath hid it from me. And have not told me. So he knew he didn't know what was going on. So verse 28 he said. Then she said. Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say do not deceive me? Then he said to Jehazi. Gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand. And go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. So mm. in talking to the woman, she still have not said, my son is dead. Mm. But he knows from what she said, 
he is able to read what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. these days we'll call it a read. We, you see what's happening. You know what's going on. He's able to determine what this woman is going through. He's able to decipher in that what's actually going on. When she said unto him, I didn't ask you for a child. So he know right then it's got something to do with my mm-hmm. child, her child. And then she says to him that, did I not say, do not deceive me. Mm. So that leads him to believe that something has terribly happened to the child. The child mm-hmm. is gone mm-hmm. because she feels deceived by him giving her child, but now the child's been taken away. Mm. And we know God doesn't play with us like that. If mm. God gives us something, it's ours. Mm. And so Beautiful. he tells his servant what to do. He tells his servant, he said, don't you waste any time. Get in there. Don't get sidetracked by anyone. Mm. You run as fast as you can. You get there as quickly as you can. And you take this staff mm. and you lay it on the child, upon the face of the child. And so, verse 30, and the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Jehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awakened. And when Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon the bed. Verse 33, he went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. Mm. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his face and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands Mm. upon his hand and stretched himself upon the child Mm. and the flesh of the child waxed warm. All right now, Elijah. Mm. Elijah said, I mean this thing. Mm. I mean this thing. Elijah put his mouth upon the child He put his eyes upon the child, his hands in the child's hand, and he laid upon him and and brought life back to the child. And the Bible said that the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked into the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed. Mm. Oh, here we go. When he felt that warmthness, he said, all right, God, Mm. I know we're in there. Mm. And we're in there. We're not going to quit. Mm. We're not going to quit. We're not going to quit. He Mm. felt the warmness of the child, Mm. but the child Mm. had not gotten up. Come on. Mm. 
But then he returned. He walked around in the house. He paced the floor. He stretched himself upon the child. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. Oh, here we go. Life is back into this child. And he called Jehazi, this verse 36, and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, she said, he said, take up thy son. I know this lady was probably turning flips, screaming, thanking the Lord. When this man said to her, take up thy son, then she went in, verse 37, then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Mm. 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 Lord, have mercy. Mm. Look at the grace of Mm -hmm. God. His unmerited faith. Some could have said, maybe she should have had the child in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, people Mm -hmm. come up, they'll blame you for things that happen in your life, in your family. Mm -hmm. But the Mm -hmm. bottom line is how And this woman wants her child healed. And she knew exactly where to go. She knew exactly what to count on. The grace of God Mm. working in her life. We see the grace of God working when she gave to Elijah and his servant when she didn't have to. But once she perceived that he was a holy man of God, Mm. she made Mm. up her mind then that she was going to give to him. And then we see it working when he calls her and asks her, what is it that I can do for you? Mm -hmm. And the woman even then wouldn't speak and ask for a child. So you Mm -hmm. know what? The servant brought it up for her. Mm -hmm. And Elijah spoke it into her life Mm -hmm. that she would have a son. And the son was out with his daddy and got, I don't know if it was overheated or what. But she goes to Elijah, Mm. and all during the time, this woman keeps her word positive. Mm. She's not complaining. She's not speaking negative. She's speaking truth to him. She Mm. said, I didn't ask you for Mm. a child, Mm. and she didn't. Mm. But Elijah... He did what he needed to do to bring that woman's child back. So we see God's grace working in these situations. Situations that we have no control over in life. Mm. We have no control over them. But how many of you know Mm. God Mm. has control? He holds all power within his hands. All power Mm. is right there in his hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, we've got to be like that Shul- Shulamite woman. We, we've got to be like her. We've got to be careful of what we say. Yes, you know, yes, the Bible yes, says yes, in Proverbs, it said we're snared by the words of our mouth. So we're taken by them. If you look in Psalms chapter 141 and Verse 3, listen, 
what David asked. He said, God, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. Yes, Lord. You mm. see, we need God to help us keep mm. this mouth in check. Because mm. so many of us would have started complaining or telling our neighbors. You know, back then they didn't have phones, but we got them today. And we either texting someone or we calling mm. or we in a group chat telling everybody about our business. Mm. Instead of consulting with God. Mm. God is the one who can help us. God is the one who can bring us up out of every situation. The Bible said what's impossible with man Mm. is possible with God. And you know what? I'm going to go to the one who can help me. Hallelujah. I can't waste no time Hallelujah. with those who cannot help Hallelujah. me, especially if they're going to just talk negative. Thank you, Lord. I need a positive mm. thinker here. Thank you, I Lord. need somebody who's got some God in mm. them, who's going to mm. tell me what the words say about yes. my situation. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. We got to watch our mouth. Yes, 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 yes. The book of 1 Thessalonians, Mm, the mm. fourth chapter, the 11th Mm. verse says, And that ye study to Mm. be quiet. Come on, come on, come on. We've got to study. We've got to practice it. Just being quiet. It goes on to say, and do your own business. And to work with your own hands Mm, if we command you. Mm, But mm, I just want to take that first little portion of it. And mm, they, and that ye study to be mm, quiet. mm, 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 And I mean, I I don't know about you all. But mm, when I first got saved, that was something I had to work on. Yes, yes. I had to work on. Yes, yes. And... I, I won't even say I work, started working on it when I first got saved, gave my life to the Lord, because unless you talk better, you don't know better. Mm. Until they began to teach on it, which could have been years after yes, I've been saved. Yes, yes. You know, you still had your little yes. clicks you run to. Being saved and talking too much ain't, is no better than unsaved talking too much. It's still talking too much. Is still getting up in everybody else's business. Yes, That's why Lord. he said to do your own business. You know, it leads you to a place you really shouldn't be. You know, if we, speaking of myself, if we just spend that time on our knees talking to God, the one who can help us out of these situations, this whole world would be so much better. Yes, 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 yes. Ephesians 4 and 29, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, Mm. but that which is good to the use of edifying. That means the use of building up. If you're not building up someone or yourself, then you shouldn't say it. That it may minister grace. Come on. That it, it's going to minister unmerited yes, favor. Yes, 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 See, yes. when you start talking mm. to mm. 
another about the word of God, it's going to bring the favor of God yes, into this situation. Lord, thank you, Father. It said that it may minister grace to the hearer. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father. So see, instead of talking about how bad you may feel mm. or how bad someone have done you, then why not talk about the goodness of God? Ooh, God's Lord. goodness is always relevant. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. We Lord. can always talk about the goodness mm, of God. Mm, thank you, Lord. If the if if you don't see no mm. good in your life, mm. there's good in God. Thank and that's you, all we need to turn thank to. You, we can tell people day in and thank day out you, about God's goodness. Yeah. So let let let's be careful that thank we you, do Lord. not involve ourselves in corrupt communication. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Jesus. We don't need it coming out of our mouth because people they look to us to be a positive, yes, a positive Lord. status in their life. Mm. They want to hear something good out of what comes out of our mouth for their sake, you know? I'm not saying you got you should go tell everybody, I got this. God gave me a new car. Let me tell you, when your child's sick, I don't care about your new car. Thank you, Jesus. Tell me Jesus is a healer. <laughs> Remind you, me of it. Thank you, Tell Jesus. me about the word of God, what Jesus Thank is you, doing. Jesus. How, 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 go in the Bible. Just pull out the scripture, how he raised Lazarus from the dead. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Lord. How he healed the blind man. Thank you, Jesus. Tell, tell me some stuff about what Jesus in, is doing. Let it, let it minister grace to the one who's yeah, hearing it. In the book of Proverbs, the 12th chapter, and the 18th verse, it says, There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Come on now. Lord. There are those who speak that is piercing like a sword. They, they, they speak to hurt, to stab, to jab. But the Bible said, but the tongue of the wise is health. Yes, Lord. Come on. Yes. We Lord. gotta we we gotta talk with the tongue of the wise and yes, the tongue Lord. of the learned. Yes, Lord. Because you know, we've learned some things being in the word of God, serving God all these years, being in our relationship with God. We've learned a few things. And we are wise now. The things that caught us up yesterday and the day before and last year and the year before, they should not be catching us up today. They shouldn't trip us up today. But we should be able to bring health, whether it's health to someone's spirit, to their emotion, or to their body. I mean, tell somebody to start eating a little better. You say your blood pressure up, and I see you eating potato chips every time I turn around. Uh, just look on the back of the bag, see how much salt in it. Maybe if you decrease your sodium, it might help your blood pressure go down. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. I mean, so 
there are things we could say to people to help them. If people sometimes being emotionally unsound, you know, sometimes they just need to sit down and take a break and just do some deep breathing. You know, sometimes just some exercise will get rid of that nervous energy. It's a lot we can do to help ourselves. And when we've done what we can do, we allow God to do what he does best. And that's, that's deliver us from these situations. The book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 24. It reads, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Come yeah, on now. This you. is what pleasant words can do. It's sweet to our soul and health to our bones. So you. not only will it deal with our soul, but it'll deal with us physically. It says yeah, health yes. to the bones. It'll make us stronger. You know, it stresses us out to be going back to these situations that are so harsh to us. You know, sometimes people relive situations years and years and years and years of their life. It could be 10 years down the road, and they still relive in that same situation that hurt yes, them. Thank you, Lord. God want us out of that. God is not willing that his children, his people, to just keep going through that. We got to step up. We got to help each other. We got to do things to edify each other. And it's going to start with the way we open our mouth, the way we speak to one another. You know, this woman, she was a gracious woman, but she received grace. Thank you. From God. Yes. She received what grace she gave and more. It's time for us to be gracious people. It's time for us to set all our woes aside and learn how to pray for others. And I know a lot of us do that. I, I, I'm not knocking anybody. But I want to hold on to what this woman has said. It is well. Yes, it you. is well. She didn't go over a host of things that have went wrong in her life. Thank you. And, oh, my husband is old, my son just died, and I'll probably be alone. She didn't go over all that. Thank you. She trusted in God. Yes, thank you. She trusted in the word of God that the man of God brought forth. And she said, it is well. And she never changed her story. She said it is well to her husband. She said it is well to Elijah's servant. And she said it is well with Elijah. Yes, Lord, thank you. And God blessed her for that. He blessed her. He allowed her very words to dictate what happened next. And I'm trying to tell you, if it's our very words that can dictate, we better be speaking some good words. Thank you. 
we better watch what we say. Thank you. You know, this tongue is the most unruly member of our body, body you, James Lord. said. And we have to get it under control. And it can happen by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit can help us. He can help us. I just want to close tonight with it is well. Yes. It is Thank well. Mm -hmm. Thank it you, Lord. is way with our soul. Thank you, Father, in the name of yes, Jesus, yes, yes. I just want to thank you, thank God, you, Lord. for you are truly a Hallelujah. gracious God. Hallelujah. And I thank you that grace has been given to us yes, yes, by yes, yes. our Lord and Savior, Jesus thank Christ. You, oh, by his riches, God. Thank I want to thank you that you have seen fit, God. Yes, thank you. To bless us with yes, your grace. Thank you. But unto whom every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Yes, thank in you. In whom we grace. have redemption. Yes, thank you. Through his blood, thank you. the forgiveness of sin according to the yes. riches yes. of his grace. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. But he giveth more grace. Yes, thank you. Thank Wherefore thank he you. said, God resisteth the pride, yes, but giveth Lord. grace to the humble. Thank you, Lord. Let us therefore mm. come boldly unto yes, the throne of grace, yes. that we may obtain yes, mercy yes, 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 yes. and find grace to yes. help in a time of need. Yes, we thank you, God, for your mm. grace yes, that you have bestowed upon yes, us in a time mm. of need. In a time of need for individuals, in a time of need for our country, yes. God. We thank you for your grace yes. and your mercy, yes. for it is certainly sufficient Hallelujah. for us. Hallelujah. I pray, God, if there's anyone on the line who do not know you in the pardon of your, their yes. sins, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray, Hallelujah. God. Thank you, Jesus. The word in Romans, the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, you, verse Jesus. 19, Lord, Lord, God. You said if we would believe, yes, if Jesus. we would just believe in our hearts Thank and you, confess Father. With our mouth, God, mm. that we shall be saved. Yes, 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 yes. Bless and Lord, I pray if there's anyone listening now yes, who is not yes, saved, you, who do not know you, you in the pardon of their sin, bless that you, they Lord. would believe yes, in their heart Lord. and that they would confess Trust with me. their mouth yes, 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 and be saved. Yes, Lord. Lord, thank you, we Father. thank you. For your presence here yes, tonight with yes, us. Yes, yes. We thank, thank you, God, that thank you never you. left us nor forsaken us, Hallelujah. that you're with us, that your grace Hallelujah. is sufficient. Yes, for us. We love you and we thank you. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you.